0: Everybody is just showing horror while you're listening once again to the Never Heard of It podcast. Podcasts we talk about the movies that have slipped through the cracks. Although today, doing many episodes, episode 49.5. Isn't that fun? Joined today, as always, by my cohort and champion of life. Tell us who you are. Well, I forget your name already.
1: I'm your life coach, Craig Moorhead. And I got to say, I saw some real improvement in you this week. I'm really oh, proud. You. Yeah. You're really <laughs> We're climbing on. the
0: ladder. Yeah. Craig, speaking of improvement, how was how was your Independence Day?
1: Who man! I walked in a parade. Really? And I went to not one but two different sort of July Fourth parties, kind of. Wow! I'd like to say it was typical, and that that is how I usually run my life—just parades and parties. But it's not. It was unusual, and it was a it was a good day. It was a hot day. How was your day, Sean?
0: Uh, It it was good. It wasn't quite as hot where I was, which was nice and one of the nice things about it. And uh, I feel like I ate more watermelon in the past two, three days. I mean, July 5th was a big watermelon day for me as well. I don't limit myself to the fourth. So uh, I don't know. It's good. I need to eat it more often than just two days out of the year, I think.
1: Agreed. But you know, Mm -hmm. Sean, it does go bad. So, you know, that's true. When you get it, eat it quickly. That's all I'm saying.
0: Uh, You know, it doesn't go bad. What's that? Our website. Oh, nice. (laughs) Uh, Which is neverheardpodcast.com. If you go over there, if you haven't already, you should. It's kind of a neat little place to look around. You can see all the movies that we've talked about. They're in one nice, neat package. Um, You can find everything you want to listen to, including the mini episodes as well. And you got links to all of our social mountains to climb. And speaking of. We're pretty excited because we're gonna have some more stuff coming to you guys. Uh, I think you know, at least on Facebook, if not elsewhere, we're gonna figure that out a little bit. But uh, Damian Leahy, who has um, been on our show before, filmmaker and screenwriter and actor, what do we talk about? Shadows in the Palace is that the name of that movie? Yes. <laughs> the Korean movie. Shadows really cool, in the creepy Korean movie. Uh, oh, one of our earlier good. episodes. Yeah, he's gonna do some uh, some contributing, some writing, and some analysis of some movies that I had never heard of, at least the initial batch that he, he presented to us, and I couldn't be more excited to read what he has to offer. So we're, we're super psyched to have him doing that for us. And, uh, yeah, definitely keep your eyes peeled on that. If you haven't visited the Facebook page too much, now's the time. Go like it so it'll show up in your feed when Damien's dropping his brilliance and knowledge.
1: Uh, agreed.
0: Craig, I think we got one more piece of business before we move on. Housekeeping. Well, kind of. Okay. There's a bag on the floor, oh. and uh, I think it's filled with some brags. It's a brag bag, Craig.
1: Oh, the brag bag.
0: Yeah, you need to tell us about this uh, story that you just published in the Literary Hatchet, oh, because I've geez. downloaded it and I haven't yeah. read it yet, like like any good friend. Right. But uh, <laughs> I'm really excited to do it. And I, I was not aware of this, uh, this online magazine, so I want you to tell the people what you did, because it sounds really cool.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, I will, and that is incidentally, that's exactly how I would have conducted myself. <laughs> yeah, because I am not, I am not quick to jump on anything, and I thank the people sure. who, uh, who, who, who have so far. But um, anyway, yes, yeah, so I wrote this story called A Keen Eye a while back, and I just submitted it around. Um, the idea being that I was going to write a bunch of stuff, which I now have, and submit a bunch of stuff around and uh, try and get some stuff uh, published. Anyway. Super cool. um, One such place that was kind enough to publish this, uh, there's a pretty young magazine called The Literary Hatchet, um, which seemed like it kind of fit because my story was somewhat spooky and certainly dark, if somewhat goofy, like myself. (laughs) Exactly. And uh yeah so um but yes I submitted it to them and they uh they accepted it for publication which is wonderful it's in uh issue number 17 which is out now if you go to their website uh which I believe is literary hatchet literaryhatchet.com uh you can download it for free they will ask mm-hmm. you for your name and email address so that you can be on their newsletter as they are uh you know sort of a growing business but you can download it and read it, and please enjoy. It's
0: a really nice-looking website, by the way.
1: It and is, yeah. I can
0: only assume the, uh, they do print versions of the magazine as well, which I noticed you could buy if, if that's what you're into. They do. But, um, yeah, it looks like a really cool thing they put together, a bunch of stories. I think there's some poetry, some art, and mm-hmm. uh, God knows, what, maybe some blood. I don't know what else is in there. but uh, there's it's, it's
1: all the ink is actually human blood.
0: Okay, there you go. That mm-hmm. explains the title Literary right. Hatchet. Yeah. Um, was a good one. Let's spill some blood on the TV screen, Craig. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> There's going to be blood in this, all right. You know, um, oh, we've yeah. talked about this before. I uh, could not be more excited by the fact that the Coen Brothers are directing a TV miniseries um, soon. That's that's a western of sorts, and we had a title, "The Ballad of Buster Scruggs," and now the film stage, at least, um, is reporting, and probably uh, I'm not sure if they're sourcing someone else. Anyway. We have a breakdown of what looks to be the um, six, and I think they're going to be half an hour, an hour long, I'm not sure, pieces of this puzzle that they're doing. And uh, I thought I would just blast through the quick descriptions because, mm-hmm. man, they sound cool. Uh, the first one is about a singing cowboy. There you go. Like it. Uh, uh, second one is about a high plains drifter whose own fecklessness, dogs his attempts at a bank robbery, and cattle driving. sent Perfect coin brothers kind of thing. Yeah. Uh the third is about an actor and impresario of a traveling show. Absolutely. Uh number four, all gold canyon. About a prospector who happily finds a gold seam, which I didn't even know that's what you call a place where you find gold. <laughs> a seam, Craig. S E A. Fair enough. Fair uh enough. and then unhappily finds an evil encroacher. Um, love that. Uh the yeah, fifth is encroaches. Yeah, I know. Especially if you gold. Yeah. Um that's that's what you know leprechauns have had to fight the good fight for all Just these years of encroachers. Uh the fifth, two trail bosses on the Oregon Trail and a woman on the wagon train who needs the help of one of them and who might be a marriage prospect for the other. Sounds like a good love triangle. Absolutely. Last one, five very different passengers on a stagecoach of mysterious destination. Boom. Love it. Question for you. Okay how many of the six do you think Steve Buscemi will die
1: in I mean I'd be surprised if it wasn't every single one of them <laughs> right I hope so that's what I'm tuning in for
0: uh, yeah I don't uh, for the record I don't know if he's going to be in it I can just only assume uh based upon history yeah. so um uh, I don't remember if there's a network even attached to this yet. It doesn't matter to me I don't care just uh, just give it to me I'm ready to watch all right Craig. Yeah. John Competer is making TV too. I'm glad. These are a couple uh, of my uh,
1: my favorite people making TV. Now,
0: are you familiar with Night Side? Which I think is. Okay. So that's a, a series of books that he didn't write. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think the guys that uh, created the TV version of Scream, which correct me if I'm wrong, did you watch that?
1: I watched the first episode.
0: Okay, I feel like we talked about Anyway, they're involved with that one, and then he's got another one on sci-fi uh, based on a graphic novel, I think, of his own uh, uh, brain called mm-hmm. Tales for a Halloween Night, which seems kind of fitting yes. for John Carpenter, right?
1: Agreed. Yeah,
0: and, and that one's hitting the sci fi channel, so awesome. I, I would love, obviously, as I think you would, to see more John Carpenter movies. Absolutely. Anywhere.
1: Uh but yeah. If that's
0: not happening, yeah, let's get him on TV.
1: And I would also recommend, oddly enough, uh the albums that he's put out.
0: Yeah, oh those are great. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's
1: like watching it's it's like someone's watching a Carpenter movie in the next room. It's great.
0: How badly did you want to go see him in concert? I know he did a bunch of dates. I uh, wanted to see
1: that real bad. Yeah, I did. Yeah,
0: like a year or two ago. Hit YouTube up for those videos because those, those looked pretty awesome too. That looked like a fun time. Yeah. Craig, mm. you saw a trailer that I still don't know what this movie is, but tell me about
1: it. Okay. Well, as all the best horror movies do, Sean, <laughs> they really have to tap into that fear that you you didn't even know you had a fear. You know what I mean? Yeah. And somehow they just kind of... No, you're you're afraid of this, you know, and mm-hmm. the, and uh, it does the thing with whatever. It's kind of like well, perfect example. The movies, the Leprechaun series. Anyway,
0: sure, or the Ring. I've never been afraid of a Ring before. Never, that. not really. What yeah. would,
1: unless it could fit around your neck? I don't know. I don't know yeah. why you'd be afraid of it. Regardless, so there's a movie coming out, and and I am. Let me just straighten up here because I'm I'm not actually going to make fun of this concept because I am wholeheartedly behind it <laughs> okay, i don't good. know uh, i mean the, the movie looks i don't know i don't know how to judge the judge the movie from the trailer yet but anyway the movie is called polaroid and this is a movie first of all it will play on our own fears of being so old that
0: <laughs> that we know what polaroid is
1: <laughs> that yeah when teenagers in a movie now they find a, a, a polaroid camera they're like what what is this? <laughs> Where's um, the screen? Right. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, they have a Polaroid camera. Yeah, you take pictures with the Polaroid. Anyone you take a picture of is sort of somewhat cursed. Like, like you know, it, So it has this the element of you know the ring sure. that things kind of have to have, or you know, kind of a final destination type thing. You take a po- photo of somebody, they're cursed in some way. They end up dying horribly somehow, and you know there's the mystery you got to figure out. You know how, how it works. There's a bit in the trailer where they're like, "Well, let's just destroy the photo," and so a girl sets the photo on fire, but then she catches on fire. So it looks terribly exciting.
0: Do they reference or play the Outcast song, even though that's dated at this point? No, too, right? no. But it? I would, it? I
1: would hope that's at least <laughs> over the credits. Okay, good. If anyone is listening out there there's still Please. time to change oh yeah your, music is your cut. Temp. yeah but I, i'm still I'm, I'm still very much behind this kind of stuff even if it ends up being just a grade z horror movie i am i'm definitely a sucker for this uh final destination as i was talking about earlier it is
0: great does it appear and i'll go watch the trailer obviously yeah. because that sounds pretty awesome too is there at any point where they use it as a weapon? Like do the people actually know that this will happen and so they're taking pictures of people that they might want to curse?
1: Well, that's a good question.
0: Because that's my always thing with these two, it's like, well, okay, like it seems like word would get out eventually, so you just, just don't take a picture of anybody that solves that problem, right? Right. Well, I guess if you curse somebody then it's like hey you undo the curse kind of thing.
1: I don't feel like we like they totally got into that. Although, I mean, just just messing around, I wonder what would happen if you took a photo of a photo. Ooh. Right, well you could you could you could curse the photo and then once the that photo's dead then it, I don't know.
0: Mhm. Copy machine would be a pretty good
1: <laughs> ditto machine.
0: Yeah. Mimeograph.
1: But I'm <laughs> But I'm 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 up for that one uh if anyone's listening who made this Weinstein company send me some oh, well. tickets I'll talk more about it if you want me to.
0: Yeah, for sure. I saw another trailer that I I believe you didn't see, and I'm pretty psyched about this one. This is In the Radiant City, uh, the indie film from Mm -hmm. director Rachel Lambert, produced by Jeff Nichols. I think this played, uh, at least to a buyer, in Toronto uh, last year and is now making its way to theaters. And has Celia Weston, who is always a treat... Mm -hmm. and Mike Abbott is in the lead of this, and I think we both know him from school, from the drama program, School of the Arts, and uh, all-around nice guy, fun guy, and, boy, he's got, like, a really intense-looking, serious role here. This is the story of a man who testified against his brother, returns to his rural Kentucky hometown 20 years later to face his fractured family. Knowing that and then watching this trailer, it, it'll make total sense to you why Jeff Nichols is a producer. It it very much looks uh, in the vein of, of shotgun, shotgun stories or, or mud. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see this one. I think uh, we'll post a trailer, and it should be on people's radars.
1: Yeah, congratulations to uh, Mr. Abbott.
0: Craig, that's about all I have, although I am kind of excited. I, I'm seeing it pop up that Dunkirk, the new Christopher Nolan movie, which, A... I think it's only like an hour and a half long. Like praise yeah. be to God. I'm, I, I love it when that happens. Like these big movies like Children of Men or something like this. That's that's actually under two hours. I think that's a, an achievement in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I loved that first teaser. And boy, it is playing in 70 millimeter in a ton of places seems like that might be the way to see this thing if i think about it we'll put up a link but otherwise if you're interested in seeing it in that format which i've never seen i don't think i well uh, yeah i saw apocalypse now i believe in 70 but anyway i haven't in a long time i missed out on the tarantino yeah. screenings of hateful eight and 70 millimeters so it seems like yeah. that'd be a fun thing to do is check this one out in that presentation
1: i agree i would love that i'm sure that maybe they'll show it right around here uh, AFI, I think it's coming to DC,
0: AFI? yeah, for sure. I don't know. Um, let's we'll see, Silver Springs, Craig.
1: Uh, it's Silver Spring. Okay, let's talk about this. It's one spring. Okay,
0: what the the list? There
1: aren't <laughs> different springs. Sorry,
0: Silver Spoon. not Silver Spoons. <laughs> well, you can take it up with the people that made this list because I will. Uh, it is definitely playing there okay. at the AFI Theater in whichever of the Springs. It's one over. spring.
1: Sorry. Dang
0: it. Craig, I think that's all I got for you this week.
1: Well, I think that's enough. I hope that everyone out there stays safe. And Sean, please, last words.
0: Well, last words will be so next time. Obviously, if you're paying attention to numbers, this will be our episode 50. Oh, man, We've done yeah. more than 50 of these things, but yeah, this is our official episode 50. You
1: got to throw a big party.
0: Yeah, haven't haven't quite settled on where the party is going to be. Probably Silver Spring, good oh, uh, uh, Missouri. Oh, Silver Springs, okay, Missouri. That's fine. And um, nor have we completely settled on which movie we're going to watch, but uh, regardless, we love suggestions, so please make them, and uh, we'll we'll give you a little heads yeah. up on, on what we're going to watch, so you can come watch it too.
1: Oh, wait a second! There, I do have one more thing. I have a uh, oh, I have a correction corner, which actually I should I oh, should start doing it every time.
0: We we need more than a corner, though. I think we're going to yeah. need a whole. Room. We're going to
1: need we're going to need a, a, a yeah a, a correction uh, mansion. Because uh, a few episodes ago, and I'm sure everyone remembers this, I used the word kerfuffle mm. mm-hmm. to describe something. I have no idea. But I did use the word kerfuffle. Now, for those of you who have a vocabulary, specifically an English vocabulary, you might know that there is no word. Uh, there's no Not poppycock, no get out of here. A, <laughs> that can't be true. It's true. The word is kerfuffle and uh and what did you say i said kerfluffle ker- i like your version better i gotta say well so do i i think it's a little better mm. right um and i believe i should look this up before i'm totally wrong yeah this was uh, brought to my attention by listener jim mcnamee jim thank you <laughs> thank you for correcting yes. me i will never use the word kerfluffle again
0: just way too kerfluff to even think about Indeed. it. Indeed. Anyway. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next time. Full episode number 50.
1: Love you. Me